Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local Podcast, produced by the KMOX News team. I'm Michael Calhoun with what you need to know. Today is Thursday, September 21st. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. KMOX is covering breaking news. If you do still have a child at school, I would say you pick them up. Let's not let them walk around tonight by themselves. The search for convicted child predator Tommy Boyd continues in both St. Louis County and the city. Let's go live to the newsroom where I'm Maria Kinas following the latest developments. Maria? Michael, St. Louis County Police Sergeant Tracy Panis is cautioning parents to keep a close eye on their children. And if you think that you see the suspect, call 911. Tommy Boyd was serving a 30-year prison term for statutory sodomy when he escaped Department of Corrections custody early this morning at Mercy South Hospital. We've had several uh, sightings in the South County area, none that we have actually confirmed, So, but we do believe that he may be in that area. Now, Sergeant Panis says police have received some information that he may have received a ride from someone. But again, it's not confirmed. Police are also receiving a lot of tips and say not one of them is too small. Earlier, St. Louis police, their canine units, were searching an industrial area near Filer and around Tower Grove, but there were no confirmed sightings there either. Boyd is white, 45 years old, 5'7", 154 pounds, and is balding with a beard. He was wearing dark clothing, and he may have a female with him, though police will not identify that woman. We have pictures of Boyd at KMOX.com. Live in the newsroom, Maria Kina, KMOX News. U.S. Steel's decision to idle Granite City Works, it says, is because of the auto workers' strike, but Senator Tammy Duckworth is skeptical. I am somewhat questioning of U.S. Steel's uh, reasoning that they're giving us for this. She says the sheet metal materials which come from Granite City are used for more than just vehicles, and she says the UAW strike is rolling, meaning most plants have not paused production. I'm not quite sure what they're doing. It seems like they're trying to shut down Granite City, and I will oppose that. What I say to the working families is that we are with you. Duckworth tells KMOX she plans to ask whether U.S. Steel broke the Federal Warn Act by not giving workers 60, day no- 60 days notice. We'll hear more from the senator coming up. Kip High School teachers are fed up with the lack of movement in their negotiations for a new contract. After forming a union over a year ago, Kip High School teachers have begun to picket while still fighting for a contract. Nate Gibson is a government teacher and member of the bargaining team. He says the school is lost teachers already this school year. There's a sense of urgency that I definitely feel to retain teachers, to keep good teachers at our school, and I think we need a good contract to do so. Gibson says the union is asking to have a voice in the process of KIPP school's decision-making and safety for students. Sean Malone, KMOX News. A new report shows there has been some progress on issues that impact women's economic success in Missouri. The group United We says in the past year, Missouri has made significant investments in broadband expected to connect more women to economic opportunity. President and CEO Wendy Doyle says the state has also committed more resources to child care, but that could be set back again when federal funding streams dry up. With the potential of significant closures as a result of federal funding drying up, that will this put women in a position to have to choose between work and family? United We started studying barriers for women because of the challenges that many faced during the pandemic. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. The cleanup timeline of the University City seafood market has moved from months to two weeks. University City Director of Planning and Development John Wagner says the rotting seafood could be gone by as early as Friday and the rest of the cleanup could be completed a week after that. They're working yesterday and today on getting the actual uh, seafood out of the coolers and freezers uh, because that's what's causing the, the major 
uh, odors uh, around, around the area. Cleanup crew members on site initially said the cleanup could take a month. Brentwood police are explaining how Wednesday morning's deadly crash into the side of a Target store happened. The victim is identified as 21-year-old Tegan Donato of South St. Louis. Police say she was driving south on 170, crossed over Eager Road, a curb and a grass embankment, and came to a stop after striking the building. That was about 1 a.m. Her car was found by a worker at about 5 a.m. In its inaugural season, St. Louis City SC has excelled on and off the field, so could another professional soccer team be far behind? The National Women's Soccer League is looking for a 16th city after just awarding an expansion franchise to Boston. City CEO Carolyn Kindle told a Sports Business Journal conference in St. Louis today the ownership group, which includes Worldwide Technologies' Jim McKelvey, is excited about that opportunity. The Guns N' Roses concert planned for Bush Stadium is officially canceled. It won't be rescheduled. The St. Louis Cardinals confirmed this today in a statement. They say the two sides were unable to find a new date that worked on the current tour. Lead singer Axl Rose says he's, quote, bummed that they had to cancel. The KMOX business desk, St. Louis-based natural gas company Spire, has named Stephen Lindsay the new CEO. Lindsay is the current executive vice president and COO. He's been with Spire for 11 years and begins his new role next month. Spire operates natural gas utilities, servicing one. 7 million customers in three states, including Missouri. As the news continues on KMOX, Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois has some questions about U.S. Steel's argument for idling its Granite City Works plant, leaving a thousand or so workers in the lurch. Senator Duckworth is with us now on KMOX. Well, I mean, it's awful. Um, and this so-called, quote-unquote, temporary idling um, is somewhat suspicious. I'm troubled by what seems like the company's very disingenuous reason for doing so. I mean, they're they're blaming the UAW uh, strike, but that's a standing strike and production hasn't slowed. So uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I am somewhat questioning of USTO's uh, reasoning that they're giving us for this. Um, and through all, all of this, of course, my thoughts go out to the working families impacted by this heartless choice by US Steel. Yeah, we talked with uh, Congresswoman Budzinski earlier this week about the, the lack of notice. You know, usually the WARN Act requires uh, 60 days, not just for the workers, but for the community to get ready as well. Uh, and this was about a day's notice. Yes. And and um, I am going to be looking into whether or not U.S. Steel is violating the law um, and trying to get around this law. Um, even if these layoffs are temporary, workers deserve advance warnings so they can make the best decisions for themselves and their families. It's why I'm actually a co-sponsor of the Warning Act, and I'm going to keep making sure that our workers are treated fairly. But I am somewhat skeptical of U.S. Steel uh, saying that, oh, no, this is temporary. It doesn't fall under the Warren Act. I, I just let's just say that I take everything they say with a grain of salt here. So what do you what do you say to those uh, those families who are affected, uh, you know, those uh, suppliers and, uh, you know, restaurants around the uh, the foundry that are going to be affected by this? You know, what, what do you think the the outlook is uh, for Granite City Works? Well, I think, you know, uh, I am somewhat optimistic about Reddit City being sold to uh, a different company that will actually uh, value the work that they do. Um, what's ironic about what USD was trying to do right now is they, they want to idle blast the second blast furnace, blast furnace B, but they're going to continue working and they're going to ship in the steel from one of their other plants that uh, uh, my understanding is the steel, they make it another plant that that's not unionized. They make for about uh, $40 less uh, uh, and then they ship it, but they're going to ship it to Granite City to be used, which will, the cost of shipping will make that a wash. So I'm not quite sure what they're doing. It seems like they're trying to shut down Granite City and I will oppose that. 
what I say to the working families is that we are with you. You know, we've seen um, a lot of um, new manufacturing announced across the country, uh, battery plants, uh, EV production, um, but we, we haven't seen that uh, for the Metro East area. Now we're talking about potentially the loss of Granite City, depending on how this goes. What needs to happen for the St. Louis region and especially the Metro East to, to be in that conversation for these new advanced manufacturing facilities? Well, that's the thing that doesn't make sense about USDO's decision because they don't, the steel that they make, uh, uh, for the most part, doesn't go into the US auto industry. So it doesn't even make sense what they're saying. And in fact, there's greater demand for the product because of the increase in manufacturing that's coming back to the United States. There's more demand for the steel that is the products that's coming out of the Granite City uh, facility. And so, um, again, this doesn't make sense why US Steel is using the auto strike to, to, idle blast furnace B when in fact they don't make a lot of steel for the auto industry out of out of um, this particular facility and there's significant demand nationwide in the manufacturing sector you should know that I've been traveling uh, uh, to many places um, uh, uh, really talking to folks about bringing manufacturing back to, in particular to Illinois back in particular to the Granite City area because it is so well positioned being both on the Mississippi River uh, um, as well near to the Mississippi River, near to uh, St. Louis Airport and all the major rail networks that if you want to manufacture and sell across the United States, it makes sense to be located in Illinois because we are at the nexus of the um, transportation infrastructure for you to get your goods to market. And our energy sector is very healthy in the sense that um, uh, we can provide almost a net carbon neutral package of energy for any factory that chooses to be located in Illinois, which will allow these companies to, um, you know, help them balance their carbon offset books. So we have a lot of great advantage, not the least of which the, the hardworking uh, folks here who um, are, are well-trained, um, some of the hardest working people in the country and, and would be a, a just an extraordinary workforce uh, for any industry that chooses to locate here. So when it comes to, um, because I know, for instance, you went to go overseas to visit with the folks at LG, um, but then we've had announcements um, that they've, they're going to be building plants in Georgia and Ohio. Uh, you know, with with the St. Louis area having this skilled workforce and, uh, you know, having the, the Mississippi River for that, you know, uh, low energy uh, transportation option, um, why, why are companies like LG, what's the feedback that you've gotten? Uh, why are they going to places like Georgia and Ohio and not uh, Illinois or Missouri? Well, and, and, and you should know that they're not as happy with those locations. Uh, in fact, LG did come to Decatur. Um, uh, so when, when I went to spoke with LG, it was about the, the Decatur plant in particular with the ethanol generation, and, and they did locate there. Uh, we recently, um, uh, in the northern part of the state, were able to attract Lion Electric, um, which is a, a, a manufacturer of school buses um, into Illinois. So we are very competitive. Um, I think for some of these industries, they're they're locating uh, near to their previously um, uh, located sites, but I think we're very competitive. And in fact, one of the conversations I had with the leadership at Samsung um, was them complaining to me that they did not could not trust the energy they were getting off of the grid in Texas. And in fact, they lost $135 million a day when the Texas grid went down and that they couldn't find enough engineers and a, a, a trained workforce. And so I think we're going to be, I think we're competitive and we're going to continue to get out there and, and talk to these industries. Um, but some of these other ones, I think those decisions have been in um, the pipeline for uh, a while now. This is not a new decision on their part. Um, and so we just need to compete for the new business. Thank you very much for being so generous with your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in. I'm Michael Calhoun. You can subscribe and get the St. Louis All Local whenever we have an update, twice a day, by going to the Odyssey app or your favorite podcast app. Just search for St. Louis All Local.